All right, everybody, welcome to another great, great podcast episode. I have the, this woman is phenomenal. She is the woman that will make you get out of your own way. She was the, she was a speak, the, one of the speakers for the Woman on the Mission Summit. And I'm glad that she jumped on board for this podcast to get more intimate with my, with our viewers. And her name is Deetra Trueheart. So Deetra, thank you for tuning in today. Hey, everybody. And thank you for having me, love. I appreciate the invitation. Okay. Okay. So, so I already know how phenomenal you are. Your, your biography is phenomenal, you know, and stuff like you let people know who you are, they'll understand why I picked this woman on a mission, why I had to get her back on this podcast. Can you tell people who Deetra Trueheart is? Well, I think um, first and foremost, um, I consider myself God's daughter. um, And I consider myself a a lover of people. And really just, I'm passionate about seeing people live their best lives and live out the space that God created them to live in. Um, that really is who I am. I'm a giver. I'm a lover. Um, I'm loyal until you cross me. Mm. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I, I just believe in helping people show up as their best selves. Like, I love having fun. I love tea. Um, I love like that. That's the essence of who I am outside of what I do. Right. Um, I love warm weather, so I cannot wait until it gets hot here so I can get outside and put my flip-flops on and sit in my hammock. Um, but, you know, around what I do, I'm a speaker, I'm a preacher, I'm a coach, I'm an author, see my book right there. And um, my job really in this space is to help women get out of their own way and get to the business of living. I see um, lots of women who are either not doing things that they really want to do or doing things that they love doing, but they're still at the bottom of the totem pole. And Mm -hmm. so the the plate is full, but you are not on it. And so whether you are a woman who is really in a space, I just had a, um, a discovery call with a woman who was interested in coaching with me. And she had a question, I asked her, you know, what goals did she have in her life? And she wasn't sure. Like, she was Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. I have to think about that. Like, what does it look like to put you first? And so that is the space that I'm in is really helping women to recognize that there's nothing wrong with putting you first. And there also is nothing wrong with going after that, which God has given and called you to do, to be, or to have. And so that's a little bit about me. She's being generous because she has a lot (laughs) Uh, to talk about um, just literally, literally um, I love the fact that you like, you know, she has a t-shirt on because the, so the viewers are going to listen to this audio. I speak life and she, she spoke life. Like literally she dropped mics when I first heard her speak at the summit. And I, I'm just like intrigued of, you know, as you keep on going forward throughout the course of your journey and stuff like that, 2021 has been intentional for me. So what is that word for you that gives you that burning desire to keep on going forward throughout the year? So my word, which um, is in mostly all of my videos is called unrestricted. That's my word for this year. And I find, and I have found over the years that there have been spaces that I have shown up restricted in. I have felt restricted where I could not be. I 
to some extent, most people who meet me know that I have a very strong personality and I show up and I take up space in the space that I'm in. And so in that space, I recognize that um, sometimes I would dim my light. I would cower back a little bit because I felt like, you know, people would feel weird or, you know, intimidated by the space that I take up when I come in. And 2021 is literally, if you, if you can't take it, get out the way. Mm. I'm really, I'm showing up unrestricted and it is an intentional, it's an intentional space that I'm in where I, I'm, I'm not cowering for people who, who can't handle me. I'm not cowering for people who were say, as we say, don't dim your light child. If it's too light, either get out the way or go get shade. Like, <laughs> I feel like we all were created to shine, right? We all were cre- like, there's a space that we all get to show up in. And so sometimes we feel restricted in those spaces because other people are not confident around who they are. And it's not that I haven't been confident. I just felt like, and even just growing up, like we look at like my background and certain things like that. Um, I have been in a space where I've been in the limelight. I've shared stages with people. I've been on the stage. I danced for 20 years. I competed across the country. I did pageants. Um, And so a lot of times at that time, I was the youngest one and sometimes the only one of color. And so in those spaces, sometimes I felt like I could show up, but I couldn't really show up. Or I remember a, um, a conversation when I was around 17 or 18 and I wanted to cut my hair off. And I did. And my mother had a fit child. She mm-hmm. had not only did she have a fit, but it was because it wasn't the pageant look. And so if you learn or, you know, you come into my space, you recognize that there is something about me that doesn't always fit in or get, I don't, I stand out. Like, I'm not like, okay, I, like, I'm not just going to go along with what everybody else goes along with. Um, but somewhere along the lines, I had been taught that that was what I needed to do in order to fit in. And so there have been some things that have happened where, and if we recognize it in this space that we're in, no, ma- no matter when you're listening to this, if we're in 2020 and we're in the season of COVID, we're recognizing that tomorrow is not promised. And so when you recognize that tomorrow is not promised, you recognize that you don't really have a lot of time to be figuring out how you're going to show up, when you're going to show up, how you're going to be restricted, if it's going to be, if you're going to do it a little bit or if you're going to do it a lot. Child, listen, you got to show up unrestricted. And so that word is my word for the year that I'm literally showing up, I'm bulldozing, I'm taking over, and really in the space that God has created me to take over in. And every lane that we have, God has created a lane for us. The question is, is will you show up unrestricted in the way God has created you to show up? Ah, <laughs> uh, that was that was that was a word within itself. Um, uh, piggyback with one of the things that you said of not being basically the in the in crowd, and I can relate to that because like when I was in co- when I was in high school, matter of fact, people was like, "Yeah, so what clique would you with?" I'm like, I wasn't part of no clique. I said everybody to this day that knows me from high school knows the fact that I specifically made sure that I wasn't the popular, the jock, um, the geek, any of it. You know, stuff like that. I knew every everybody because I was a mixture of all of them and stuff like that. I didn't, I portrayed myself that way because the simple fact is I was always that type of person that liked to relate to other people. And I did not want to get caught up in the in crowd. And, you know, I think that's a problem sometimes when it comes to itself, because sometimes you have to keep up with that persona when you're 
going forward and it, it messes you up. And it honestly sometimes can create an identity and personality um, disorder for you in the long run because you're trying to keep up with the Joneses. You're trying to basically put on a facade like you're, you got it made when you, you know, living in a rooming house like how I came out of and stuff like that. Like, you know, like literally like you shouldn't put on that persona because when the truth comes out or when you're ready to show your truth, then you're giving false pretenses. So that's one thing that I always made sure that while I was on my, while I'm on my journey and my mission, that I always stayed the course and stayed focused. And this is me, regardless of where I stand, regardless of what I was doing and stuff, this is me. And um, I'm glad that you actually shared that story of being unrestricted because we as individuals need to acquire ways to go forward and not be so much in our way. Like, I, I love the fact that you said, we are here to, sh everybody's here to shine, but some people don't want to live out their greatness. You know, they, they don't, they want to just basically be in a bubble. They think it's enough. Like I'm not, none taken to people just that just want to be a great parent, none taken to that. Me, I want to be, I want to have it all. I want to be a great parent. I want to be a great um, entrepreneur. I want to be a great daughter, daughter of God. Like, and I'm going to be a great philanthropist and the list goes on. So you can have it all. And it's not about being greedy or stingy because you really got to humble yourself and know where you come from and ground yourself. But at the same time, why restrict yourself when you could be unrestricted? So thank you for that, that key factor. So um, going more further, where did your entrepreneurial journey start? Because, you know, there was a build upon and, you know, you doing dance and now you're a coach and a speaker and a preacher. How did it all, like, where, like, did you start selling candy first? You, like, where did that... <laughs> first fire like I mean I, I heard stories of people doing a lemonade stand selling candy um you know like the list goes I mean some people are selling you know but you know energy drinks I heard one of the former speakers that I spoke to um at the summit last year the man of the mission he said yeah I was selling like energy drinks at my job at my, at my school so where's your journey started so it's interesting when I was thinking about this question um I had I'll share the, the initial answer um, but I started to think back to the fact that my entrepreneurial journey really started with my parents. Mm. My parents were entrepreneurs for a short moment. Um, they owned a beauty supply store. Um, one of the first at that time, and this is like, I was in grade school at that time. Mm -hmm. um, one of the, the first black, when we look at like now we've got like the black hair salons and different things like that. Um, and like even like the, the beauty supply stores uh, around here, they were one of the few and newer um, black beauty supply stores. Mm. And they were around for a while. And unfortunately, um, because they worked, they were what we call parallelpreneurs, you know, they couldn't keep up both the day job and, you know, working the beauty supply store. But that was, I think, my first introduction to entrepreneurship. Um, and then I think my second introduction to entrepreneurship was just my personality. I am a free spirit. I don't like to be micromanaged. I don't like folks checking my, my, you know, over my shoulder. And so I remember years ago working jobs where I would be like, I'm not going to be doing this for a long time. Like I, you know, and I even used to pray. And it's so funny because when I look at my previous jobs before, you know, actually having my business and really, you know, pushing forward is I've always had a flexible business. I mean, a flexible schedule. I've always had a space where I could interact with people where I wasn't um, just sitting behind a desk and, you know, talking to people for hours. Like I knew my personality enough early on 
to know that there were certain things that were kind of like what they would call is even though you work on a job, you, you still have entrepreneurial traits. I always had those traits. Mm. And so once I had transitioned, um, uh, I don't want to say transition, but my first uh, taste of, of being an entrepreneur, I was a Mary Kay salesperson. I was a Mary Kay representative or beauty consultant. And I did that for seven years. Um, and once I started True Heart Speaks, which True Heart Speaks came about from my nonprofit, which is called the Young Miss Buffalo Pageant Scholarship and Enrichment Program. And mm. so because of the work that I had been doing with the girls, I had been having people who wanted me to come speak and they wanted me to come do workshops and different things like that. And so I had to create something that was not from behind the, the nonprofit point, but the for-profit point. And then also I wanted to start speaking to youth. Um, essentially, my goal was not to um, to to be a coach or a preacher, child, listen, um, or, you know, or even an author, right? My initial piece was being a motivational speaker for youth. I wanted to, because I had like, at, well, at that time I was still new, but now when I look back, I've got over 20 years of working with young people. I know mm. I don't look like it, but. Nah, um, <laughs> but that was how it started. So like I have now evolved into where I am now, but I think the first, first, first piece was um, my parents um, and then recognizing what I, what I did, did not like about working, like just for people in general, um, transitioning into Mary Kay. And then once there, and I actually did Mary Kay and True Heart Speak simultaneously for a while. And then what ended up happening for me was I had to really define who I wanted to be branded as. Did I want to be branded as the Mary Kay lady or even the, the, the pageant girl? Because people knew me from doing pageants and the Young Miss Buffalo pageant or True Heart Speaks. And so I finally made the decision to pull back a little bit. Um, I quit Mary Kay, pulled back a little bit as far as my promotion went for the Young Miss Buffalo pageant. And, and really pushed head on so that when people knew and they talked about me, they would think about True Heart Speaks first and then everything else later. But that's kind of like how that journey came to be. I like that. I like that. So you basically rebranded yourself throughout the course of what you wanted to do and what you wanted to position people to do, you know, because I definitely see how sometimes I tell, tell people like, yeah, you should start, like, it's great that you start, you know, whether you start a network marketing or start some type of direct sales and stuff, because you need the, the experience. Because um, one of the things that, matter of fact, I did that in my webinar um, recently and stuff like that. I said, you're in, the, you're in business to make money, not be broke. And I remember a concept you were saying in the summit about we're in the business to make money. We're not in the business to just, just be saying I'm in a business because that's not a business. That's just a hobby. And you got to brand yourself yet. Yeah, you can support other people. You know, like I had a um, matter of fact, I had a previous uh, friend, of, I mean, not previous, but I had a friend of mine. We was having a debate about, she's like, well, I don't want to support this person and that person because then when I put my brand out there, they're going to um, not support me. And I'm like, no, because at the end of the day, whoever's going to follow you and rock with you, they're going to rock with you. And you just basically got to position yourself that anything that you Put, put yourself out there. If I wear a I'm living B, if I wear a I speak life, if I wear a go-getter um, hoodie, 
I can still brand myself and make sure that I'm still the front and I'm just supporting them at that point in time. And so I can still make sure my friend, but you got to have that confidence that it's not a competition. It's a collaborative, it's a collaboration. I will hands down, if you had a photo shoot, like, hey, I need a few ladies to do a photo shoot for me and I speak life. Okay, let me know where it's at. I don't mind wearing your brand because as long as it aligns with my values and my core core focus in life, I'm fine with it. But yeah. if you like off the wall, let's say you're doing something that's drugs, alcohol, anything that doesn't align with my life, I'm not signing up for it. I'm not being around it because it's not, it's not, it doesn't associate with me. And it's just going to basically show, it's going to be basically out of my lane. And, yeah. it's not, and then it's going to just confuse my audience. Like, hold up, she's this person, but she's doing this. That's mm-hmm. when, but if you're doing like, if you're a fitness person and you wear somebody's apparel that's fitness, and regardless if somebody sees it years later and you got your own brand, that's fine. You know, like yeah. prime, prime example, um, P Diddy, there's this young boy named, um, what is it, Trey? And he has a, he has a line called Spurgo billionaire. And he literally like he's, he's exploded his, his, uh, fitness brand to the point that even P Diddy wore some of his apparel, but at the same time, P Diddy knows that he still can sell Sean John. And still move forward. So that's the yep. key for why I tied in and made that story and brought up about what you discussed. Because some people are like, oh, I can't do this and that and that. You're one, you're you're depleting because you never know. Like I know you created a lot of connections through Mary Kay, even after you left, and you can yeah. still browse on. And some of those people might probably have followed you after, and even though you resigned from Mary Kay. So mm-hmm. you gotta look at it as experience, you know, just because it's not long term or you had to take a step away from it. You don't, you, that's how you build connections, staying in your own bubble, being in your, in tune to yourself. Like I hear it sometimes I'm like, yo, people gotta be more selfless than self selfish because they yeah. will get more opportunities that will explode and open to them if they do so. Yeah. So- and I think there's a balance with that really quickly is, um, and being able to know how much to give right now, if you're giving more, not only that, then you're getting back, but then you're giving more than you're actually putting into your own business, right? And so it's not causing, you're, you're giving, you're supporting, you're doing all of that, but you're not making money. At some point, you've got to pull back a little bit and you've got to be able to make sure that you are doing your due diligence in your business as opposed to supporting everybody out here. And then you're wondering why you're not getting results. There mm-hmm. definitely has to be a balance in that because there's some people who we find who are supportive, they're givers, they're, you know, heart is open. Um, but when it comes to actually doing work in their own business, there is none because right. they're, you know, spending time supporting everybody else. And so I think it's important for us to recognize that there has to be balance in that. And sometimes you do and take this with a grain of salt. You do have to be selfish when you are either launching something new, where you are trying to do, you know, market research, when you are sometimes like you, if you say, okay, I'm going to take the next three months to really hone in and rebrand and do certain, certain things. Sometimes you can't, you can't be out there. And so it doesn't mean that you don't love the person or you're not supporting them. It just means that this is my season of hibernation because there's some projects that I'm working on that need my undivided attention. Mm -hmm. The best part about that is that when you've got good connections, people who are also working on their stuff, child, don't, don't even notice that you're not there because they're working working on their stuff. And so that's why I think when you talk about that connection and those partnerships, 
when you surround yourself with good people, that's never an issue. Because people are like, oh, girl, you good. Because guess what? I was working on my thing, too. And, and when you come out, they support you. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. So I think all of those pieces are very important pieces, specifically for people who, you know, are entrepreneurs or, you know, as you've talked about, you know, side hustlers and really trying to build their side hustle. Like, you want to be able to use wisdom and you want to be able to use balance with, with what you're doing in certain seasons, because there will be some seasons that they will be selfish seasons because you've got to invest and you've got to do the work and you've got to do the groundwork. And so it, and it means that you may not be able to buy everybody's product because you've got to invest in your business. It may mean that you can't show up to everybody's event because them coins got to go to your business or the time you have mm -hmm. to spend in developing your product or developing your stuff or doing photo shoots. And so use wisdom in those spaces because it doesn't mean, and that's, I think is important for us like, oh, well, I feel bad because I'm not. Don't feel bad because people who are also grinding, and I really don't like using that word grinding, but who are doing the work, right? If they're doing the work, they're putting the work in, they understand that there is a time and a space for all things. And it doesn't take away from the fact that you can't support them now because you've supported them before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, um, yeah, like I had a pullback from an organization I really loved, um, YP and stuff like that. Like, I mean, they still ask me like, hey, can you be part of the committee and fire? I'm like, right now, my focus is right now what I'm, what I've been doing, my business and speaking. And I can't, I can't be, I can't commit to it right now and stuff like that. I mean, if I can come to an event, I can come to an event, but the limitations that I have right now and the, I mean, honestly, it's not limitations because you make time for what you want to make time for. Mm -hmm. It's the fact of the matter. It's a priority. It's not a, it's not a high, high priority for me right now. I would love to be mm -hmm. part of the committee. I would love to do certain things that I've seen throughout when I was an actual member and stuff like that at the time and stuff like that. But right now I know where my focus is at. And, you know, a lot of the entrepreneur friends that I know, they all understand. They say, stay focused, stay focused. Yep. I'm focused yep. right now on what I'm doing, like this podcast. Building I'm, your business and your I'm podcast. Building, building my brand. I mean, this this podcast episode is going to be in the 20 mark, almost close to the 30 mark by the time it gets dropped. So it's showing my momentum that I have to stay the course. And when yep. things freed up, when things are more where I, to my liking on my schedule, then I can say, okay, let me add on this because I have availability for it. But right now I know like, okay, me putting on that, it's going to, something's going to fall through the cracks and that's, that mm -hmm. will be the thing that will fall through the cracks. So um, mm -hmm. it, it really makes me understand the key concept of learning to say no. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. the, and, it, and that's something that I was, I was a big people pleaser and it leads on to our next question. Uh, okay. You know, mental fitness, uh, I mean, not mental fitness, but um, mental health awareness month. Mental health is really important to me. And, you know, it took me a long time to understand um not to be a people pleaser no more because you're going to have to say no at times when you're building your business and everything like that. So what advice would you recommend for upcoming entrepreneurs to make mental health a priority? Um, I think the biggest thing is make it a priority. <laughs> it sounds simple, but you've got to make it a priority. Like your mental health is just as important as your spiritual health. Your mental health is just as important as your physical health. Um, it's gotta be, it's, it's gotta be priority. And so you've got to decide that your mind is worth taking care of. And so it's really a decision. And so I think the other part is, um, you know, being okay, right. With saying no, knowing your limits, knowing, you know, your limitations, knowing when you need rest, right. Scheduling rest in 
scheduling, you know, time apart, right? Um, um, embracing peace, embracing silence, embracing quiet time. I think, um, you know, also in those spaces, not overloading yourself, right? And so recognizing and knowing your body, right? Knowing your like stress points, triggers, all of those things are important. Um, but I think the biggest, the biggest thing is recognizing that it's important and recognizing that you've got to prioritize it, period. Like you've got to make that a decision. Um, and so it may not, you know, it could be, you know, reading the Bible or whatever your belief is, you know, um, whatever spiritual books you read. Um, it could be journaling. It could be, you know, taking a walk to clear your head. It could be reading, um, you know, books on mindset and on, you know, even just personal development, like all the things that are necessary, the things that the amount of work and energy that you need in order to put into your business and to be able to maintain the fortitude you need to be able to move forward, you also need that with your mind. And so if that also includes therapy, if that includes, you know, uh, connecting with, you know, your pastor or spiritual leader so that you can have have somebody who you can process certain things with, right? Uh, but I think giving yourself, and here's the one thing that I teach, um, is giving yourself permission and giving yourself time to put you on your calendar, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. so a lot of times we, again, as I said in the beginning, um, there may be some men watching, but even specifically with me working with women, we spend a lot of time putting everybody else, you know, at the top of the list and we've got this full plate and we're not on it. And so making time to, to rest, making time to put you on your calendar. The other thing that I, I, that I think is important is, um, and it was reinforced, I can't remember which book it was that I read, it's either The One Thing or Essentialism, but the right. idea around thinking time, right? And so we do a lot of planning and we talk about planning and executing, but we don't talk about, about thinking. And so there are certain things that when you are in a process of, um, going through planning or going through, you know, creating or whatever the case may be, your mind has to have time to process. And so if the only thing that you're doing is writing the plan, right? We talk about writing the vision, making it plain. Okay, so when you write the vision, there's got to be a process of thinking, right? Thinking it through, making sure that it makes sense. And so if you all remember, those of you listening, when you um, growing up, that they would say when you write, whether it's a blog post, whether it's a paper, whatever the case may be, write it out, walk away from it, give it time to sit, give your mind a chance to, to, to kind of detach from it, and then come back to it and look at it, revisit again. Y'all remember that in school, right? Revisit it again. And as you revisit it again, um, then when you look at it, you'll be able to look at it with a fresh mind, and you'll be able to look at it with fresh eyes. Mm. And so with that, um, some things you need to walk away from to clear your mind, to be able to um, settle yourself, right? And see it with a clearer mind and clearer vision. But again, my, my initial answer, which is a long answer to give you some ideas about what to do, but the initial answer is you've got to make time for it and you've got to deem it important. Remember, you said, you said it, um, we make time for the things that are important to us your mind, your mental health has to be important to you. And it can't be important to you after you have the breakdown. Mm. That's very true. Right? That is after very true. After you have the breakdown or the almost breakdown or the like, I almost had a, like, it can't be then. We want to get into prevention versus intervention. And mm. so when we deal with prevention and when we deal with the idea around what can I do to take care of myself it's kind of like the idea of 
um, you know, going to the doctor, to the dentist, and all of us, and you haven't been to the dentist, and now all of a sudden you got to go to the dentist to get a root canal versus having been going to the dentist every six months to take care of your teeth, right? Prevention versus now you got to get it pulled or they got to do an extraction or they got to do all that's intervention now to be able to make sure you can hold on to the other teeth you got because they're about to take out this one. Mm. <laughs> that that's a word within itself. That's a word within itself. Um, man, uh, so I mean, you talk about a lot of empowerment. So let's 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 go a little bit dark. I want to know when was a point when you was about to just throw in the towel and give up on your entrepreneur and devourers. Like there, there, we all had that moment. So where can you name a time when you had that moment? Um, so I'll be honest. I never had a moment of when I wanted to give up. I've had moments on, okay, Lord, is this really what you called me to? See, that's still a still, still a right. Question. That's a question. It's a it's the same thing, but it was never like I always wanted to do it. But I'm like, okay, so, but is this what you're calling me to? Because child, listen, it's it's hard out here for a pimp, right? Like it's it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like Lord, what is going on? And so I I've I've had multiple conversations like that, um, where things were not you know coming together the way that I wanted them to or people weren't buying the way that I wanted them to or um even when God was you know shifting me in certain spaces and so um I won't say that there has been just one time there have been many times when sometimes just life and sometimes it's more about life than it has been about my business where life gets hard and you're like, okay, Lord, but I'm tired. You know what I mean? Like, it's not that I want to give up. It's I'm tired. Like, is this really what you're calling me to? Because I'm not sure if I signed up for all of this. And it, it, it gets to a point where that for me is where I lean into my faith. I lean into what I know to be true about who God is for me. Um, but there have been multiple times like where I'm like, and, and to be honest, I want to say, um, there was a time where I was like, okay, Lord, um, and this is where for many of us, um, you'll have to make the decision because some of us are not all in mm. and you'll have to make the decision. Okay. I'm, you know, cause it, you'll say, Lord, you know, I'm at the point now where I've been given and I've been doing X, Y, and Z. And there will be this moment where you'll have to look at yourself and say, well, you got to decide if you're going to go all in or you're not. And if you're not, then you need to walk away. Mm. and I've had that moment where I've had to decide like you got to stop playing with this thing right because there's points where you can you can play around with the thing and still get success you know what I'm saying where you can still like get the taste of like oh this is good like okay and but you're not fully 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 in and so I had to make the decision either I was going to be fully fully in and if I wasn't then I need to just stop playing with it <laughs> that is amazing that is Megan so um I got two more questions then we got uh, my favorite segment um so as you're talking about um now on a shift of on a spirituality format um how has working and blending your spirituality 
with um, entrepreneurship, how has it been beneficial throughout your entrepreneur journey? I would say it's beneficial simply because it's who I am. Mm -hmm. And so it's a part of who I am. And I will be honest and say for a long, like you see a lot of people now coming out in their faith and really intertwining their faith into who they were. That has always been who I was. And I'll be honest, it was a struggle because I didn't see a lot of people doing that. And so those were the areas where like I was, I felt restricted because I'm like, some people, some people can have their faith over here and run their business over here. I believe I was called to blend the two. Like that's just mm. who I am. Like, I don't know how to separate it. I don't know how to show up in one way. It just, is just, I would just like, I don't like to use the word like that's how I am, but that really, I think was how I was created to be in this space. Mm. And so it has been beneficial because I get the freedom to be able to pray with women, to be able to give prophetic words to women, to be able to share scripture, to be able to, um, and here's the thing, I can show up to a seminar and not quote scripture or whatever the case may be and still drop biblical knowledge and people won't know it. Like mm -hmm. I can do that. I can do that. You know what I'm saying? But I love that I get to do it freely in my business that I can pray, right? We know in some spaces like, you know, you can or you can't pray or you got to, you know, figure out how to make that work. Um, it has been beneficial because, you know, God shows up tremendously and, um, and I get a chance to see him do things that I know that I am not able to do in my own, you know, in my own right. Like, it's amazing to be able to see healing, to be able to see growth, to be able to see women get um, a, a, a quicker revelation of who God calls them to be for me to be able to speak a word and to be able to share. And, to, and I think the thing that I love is sometimes I can go off script because God is included in every part of my business. <laughs> and so um and so that I think has been what has been beneficial is is that I get it I I lean heavily into him and I'm like this is your thing and so however you want to do it then you do it I love that I love that um so uh as we um move forward what advice would you give to an entrepreneur that is starting out mm. So much advice I will give. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would, um, I think the biggest thing that people don't talk about is making sure that you have your stuff together. So uh, not just, you know, with the DBA, but with the LLC, having an accountant, making sure that you have a separate banking account, um, a banking and a savings account for business. Um, saving your money because you're going to have to, it, it does take money to make money in, in, in certain aspects of business, right? And so if you want a website, if you want, you know, um, equipment, if depending upon what part, uh, what, what type of business you have, be prepared to spend money. Don't be cheap. Um, we don't, and we don't talk about that. Like we don't talk about that there is an investment, that there are certain trainings and certain things like, and, and if you can't invest in coaching and programs, buy books, child. Some people put the whole thing in the book. Buy books. If you like audible books, subscribe to an audible subscription and get you a, a book a month, right? They give you the little free credit, um, get you a book a month, start reading, um, listen to podcasts. How lots of people are giving out their stuff on podcasts. So mm -hmm. I would say that as, as you are starting out, um, if you are you know, a man or a woman of faith, I would say the first thing that you need to do is you need to be seeking God about your direction. Mm, very true. Very true. 
You need to be, you, you need to be laying that idea before God say, okay, God, is this really what you want me to do? Or you feel that unction and you feel that this is where you need to be. Then you need to be seeking God about direction, seeking God about wisdom, seeking God about connections, divine connections, people who, you know, who are willing to support you and help you, right? Looking to mentors, finding people who are doing what you're doing and start watching and following them. Child, you wouldn't believe the number of motivational speakers I used to follow years ago when I wanted to be a motivational speaker. I mean, I was following, I was listening, I was, you know, all the things, like people who are doing what you're doing, and that doesn't mean that you mimic them, but if there are people, and here, and I think the crazy part is nowadays, God is bringing out what is called, you know, pioneers and trailblazers. And so that means that you are doing things that you have not seen done before. And that is why it's so important for you to, to stay connected and stay at the father's feet. Because if it is something that he has given you that you don't see other people doing, he's the one that's going to give you direction on how to do it. But in the basics of running a business and mentorship and all of that, be prepared to spend your coins to invest in your business. Mm. There's so much else I could say, but I think making sure that those foundational pieces are together um, are important. Very true. I think that, you know, that honestly, that makes me remind me of my first, um, when I was first, like I, would, I knew I always wanted to be an entrepreneur ever since I was like probably in my teenage years and stuff like that. And then when I started being more intentional in 2017, I started just there. Mindset, well, the first thing, that's one of the key components that I teach in my coaching program is mindset. That's the foundation. You got to, because you're going to have to deal with rejection. You're going to have to deal with, oh, this costs too much. How can I still afford it though? You know, you got to deal with that key component. And even time management, we talked about time management a lot throughout this podcast. We talked about um, dealing with adversities, overcoming obstacles, and e even just being in our own way and learning how mm -hmm. to not be, learn how to say, oh, being within limitations and saying no, when it's, it doesn't fulfill what you're out, set out to do, what you're calling it, what your mission is in life. So I thank you for that advice because that, that needs to be a re, um, reiteration. And this is all the process of how to master because, you know, the, the quote unquote statistics based off of or the saying in um, the entrepreneur world, it takes 10,000 hours to master whatever skill you want and stuff like that. So you can never watch too many videos, but you just got to make sure that you are intentional about why are you watching it. You're not just watching it to just watch it. And no, in, in ideal, like we're all in some aspect, you know, trying to put ourselves out there and just make us creative and unique. And we put, we penny back from what other people are doing and we just make it into our own. I call it business hacking. Cause that's literally what it is. We're business hacking. Like, I mean, like some of the things that I love that, you know, Dietra is doing and stuff like that. And I definitely want to get more drawn into her community as what, as I can apply to my community. And it's not to basically copy her. Cause I would have never copy like, you know, like, I mean, I know another coach, she has great things, but I'm like, there's certain words, genres I would never even say because that's not me and everything. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, learning things that are beneficial and trends that work, nothing wrong with that. Techniques, nope. nothing. And that's else. why you go, and that's why actually you get training because there are people who are doing things that you want to do. Um, and it may not be exactly the way that you're doing it, but they're giving you a template to work from. Exactly, exactly. You know, the other thing that I was going to share, um, that I think is important, and you literally just touched upon it, which is so crazy, is community. Um, you want to get in community with other entrepreneurs and other people who are doing what you want to do. Um, one of the, the hardest things about being an entrepreneur and having dreams 
that um, that seem weird and crazy and big and magnanimous and all that kind of stuff is, is that your family and some of your friends are not going to get it. Mm. Yep. They're, they don't, they, because they're not entrepreneurs, because it's not their dream. And so when God shows you, you know, th- this six figure or seven figure dream and you're, you know, you're not even making, you know, six figures on your own job and you're talking to people about it who have never, who have never experienced it themselves. Sometimes they unintentionally become dream killers because their words begin to sow seeds into your dream and they begin to snatch it. And so you want to be mindful also of community. You want to surround yourself and get yourself in communities where people are talking the same talk and they are ascribing to the same things that you're ascribing to because sometimes you being in the space that you're in right now could be the very thing that could be self-sabotaging because nobody gets it. And so you might be thinking that there's something wrong with you and child, excuse me, there's nothing wrong with you. The point is, is, is that they don't get it. Mm. And sometimes they're not meant to get it. And that's okay. You literally have to leave them where they are, child. And at some point in time, show up so that you can pull them ahead. And you can, to some extent, be the pioneer, be the trailblazer, because there's some things that God will, will allow for you to go through and experience so that you can show others that it can be done. So don't be discouraged when people don't get it. That's the other thing that I will say, because there are going to be some people who are not going to get it. Yeah. But there is a community of people who will. And you want to, you want to position yourself to connect with those, those people. Absolutely. Absolutely. So this is my favorite segment of the podcast before we conclude. It's called hashtag say suggestions. I'm so excited. I'm looking forward to what the two questions Dietra has for me. Um, You know, now I might, I might drop some bombs myself. So what's the first question you got for me, Dietra? So my first question um, stems from the one question that you said a lot of people ask you, right? Um, And I'll just share y'all. The one question is, um, where did Shay on a mission come from, right? And so I'm not asking that question. The question I want to know is why is Shay on a mission? Ooh, why is Shay on a mission? I like that flip. Um, Okay, so I'm on a mission because I just know I wasn't destined to be average. Um, and this, the stuff that, that I've been through, it, it just makes me really like pour into want to pour into others and say like, listen, you don't have to be average. You don't just have to go to your nine to five, your three to 11, your nine until whatever type of shift you work in. And then that's it. You know, it, you, you know, the whole thing is like when I go to, like I have a nine until I can't wait to be full-fledged entrepreneur again. Actually, I mean, full-fledged entrepreneur and really have everything aligned. And I just basically go into the workforce and I see people, how they just go to work. They're upset. They're uneasy with life. I see people that's around me when I, when I, um, when I just recently moved out of my room and house and they're all unhappy. And I basically study. I'm like, why is everybody unhappy? And I, I used to be there just going to work, coming home, watching TV, going to sleep, doing it all over again, going to work, coming home, going to sleep, doing it all over again. Like, you know, you might pull in a workout routine and everything like that, but it, it just, you would, I was unfulfilled during that time. So I basically branched out and I said, you know what? One, no job is never going to pay me what I'm worth. So that's why I inspired to be an entrepreneur and am now an entrepreneur is because of the fact that I want people 
to know that you need to have more than one stream of income because if COVID didn't teach you anything, you need to have more than one stream of income. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying, and then at the same time, get the one, you know, like my, some, some of my clients right now, you know, I'm helping them build their business to be profitable, their first business. I said, okay, we'll work on diversification. Get the one situated first because there's, yes, there's so many, there's e-commerce, there's coaching, there's speaking, there's other outline outlets of funnel building, the list goes on of what you can do online and stuff like that. You could do affiliate marketing. You can, you can literally don't even have to be associated with any type of business. And you could just basically promote my business and teacher's business. That's affiliate marketing right there and stuff like that, you know, and everything, you know, you can endorse our, our books, you know, you can endorse our, our t-shirt, whatever, or whatever we have coming out and stuff like that. You need to have more than one stream of income because think about it. You know, Tyler Perry, I say this all the time, Tyler Perry, Oprah, and uh, Steve Harvey. The reason why they're where they're at is because they got clientele that were strangers. So if you stay in your bubble, expect to stay in that bubble and be miserable. Like when you want to branch out, yes, it's scary. Literally, I I was scared to send that little message to Deetra and say, hey, Deetra, I know you don't know me like that, but we're we're both in the Buffalo area and I would love for you to be a part of my uh, summit. But I put myself out there. So, you know, this all entails that the, as I keep on doing what I'm doing, I'm going to impact lives. You know, there's a point like as we go into Mental Health Awareness Month, when, we, when this podcast drops, I know that there was a point in my life where I just wanted to end my life. Like, I just like, you know, I wasn't fulfilled. I wasn't happy, had no purpose. And now I flip it. And I now want to pack lives. And that took me because of some of the I found my calling and I found my purpose by knowing that I was out on this world to impact lives. I wasn't out in this world to just basically be mediocre, be average. So that's why I'm staying on a mission. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. So, so, so good. Okay. So um, my next question. Hmm. Okay. So my next question is, where do you see the Shea on a Mission brand in five years? <laughs> All right. So the Shea on a Mission brand, um, my current business is called Mission Builder Movement LLC. So I intend on having my business as a one-stop employee to entrepreneur connection. So if you're an employee, I want you to basically get to a point where one, you have one stream of income and then you build a momentum. So um, right now, all my clientele that comes in, all my passion warrior members that come in, they're going to go through the process of building the four key components of the four M's. Actually, that's what the webinar series that I've been doing all month in April of, you know, mindset, um, (laughs) mindset, message, monetize then your mission. So that's my key focal. All my clientele will be going through and key component. Once I feel that they get to a certain component, then we're going to start working on making sure that their, their business is autopilot and under control. And then they can go into diversification so they can have multiple streams of income. So, I mean, literally like I intend on having, I have so like, I have so many, not just in the Buffalo base, but around the country that any given moment, like literally, like when I had gotten, when I did the Man on the Mission Summit last year, it was nothing, like I got men in three days. So I got 14 men in three days. So in it, 
it took me a little bit longer with the women, but I knew that I was going to get uh, a decent amount of number of women and stuff like that. But, you know, I had to get, I had to cross my teeth and dot my eyes because how I did the man in the mission, there was no way. I think Dietrich would have called me. I was like, um, I might have to postpone this because you is great. I, I love your heart and stuff, but you, you gotta, you, there's certain things, but literally like, you know, it's a build upon. So five years, I definitely see it definitely being a six to seven figure business. I definitely see that it branches out and helps um, other other business owners be where they need to be at, people there need to be at. And um, I overall want an outlet to having a nonprofit. Props me too. One, um, I just basically, God was giving me this feeling, especially after since recently relocating um, and having a better living establishment. Um, having a homeless, having a homeless shelter organization properly because I was, I had a strong family and you remember how you was talking about how, um, you know, your family not going to get it. I love my family. Don't get it twisted. Regardless of how distant we are, regardless, we, it, we're literally in Buffalo, Niagara Falls, and we're just not that close. You know, if, you know, you know, God rest my grandmother and stuff like that. We was a little bit closer when she, before she passed away and stuff like that, but it just basically, it showed the true colors of our family. So, you know, it, there was a point in time where I could have, I went back and forth between my family and, you know, I was in an unhealthy relationship and long story short, I jumped into living in a room house because I said the next time I move out, I don't want to be in a situation where I am just, you know, on their terms, doing things on their terms because they want to understand what I'm doing. And yes, you want the freedom and it had nothing about, I just want to basically date when I freely want to date and everything. It had to do with the fact of I wanted to be mentally okay with myself and not be pressured. Oh, well, you got to do this. You got to be a, a, you know, a role model for this person. You got to do this, you got to do that. I didn't want that pressure. So I took it upon myself to say, you know what, the next time I move out, because I did go back and forth between the untoxic relationship and um, family members. But I said, the mm -hmm. next time I move, I'm moving into my own terms. And regardless of how small it is, that's what, that's where I'm going to do. So yeah. overall, it goes into a corporation that I have to keep on going forward. I have to keep on progressing for and it's going to show so the, honestly I want to have two nonprofits now and that's what's going to basically build a, a homeless shelter where you know if you have to start over and start from scratch it's fine regardless if you're in an untoxic relationship or you're just you just basically people don't get you so it, it could be an entrepreneur like all right I believe in my vision but I need to basically just be secure and solidified and stuff like that and um that's where the show you know like I'll create like many room and shelter, room and, room and house shelters for people to actually go in, they get themselves together, the rent will be super low, like how, I mean, literally, I was paying 360 a month, like, <laughs> I was paying super low, so that's why I was complacent for five years, I'm like, everything included, 360, all I got to deal with is the, and then, I mean, most times, the place was quiet, you know, every so often, you had those, you know, weirdos that, you know, come in, they eventually got kicked out, or whatever the case may be, but overall, I was to myself. I mean, they had a cleaner and actively everything like that. So um, that's one of the biggest things. I want people to always like, oh, I don't have a choice. You'll stay stuck. It comes back to how I do my business. People are like, oh, well, you, that's easy for you to say. And everything. I'm like, no, I do. I'll work 200 stops and come back home and still do still do on my on my business because I because I'm like now I'm not rushing to just get off of work. I'm rushing to get back working in my business when I get off of work. So I yeah. want to be comfortable where they're, you know, not complacent and comfortable, but really have a stepping stone for them to have an outlet that, okay, I might have to 
repress and not, I wouldn't say necessarily downgrade, but have a position, be in a position where, okay, I, I have to basically do this minor setback for a major come up. So that's one of the things that I see my five-year brand is, you know, literally being six to seven figures and having outlets of other entities like a nonprofit. Um, Cause I already do the scholarship thing little by little and that's eventually gonna branch out to this own fund foundation scholarship as um, a build upon, but I wanna also do, you know, have, I mean, cause literally like there's some people that can't afford it. There's some people that just need to start from scratch. They over the thinking. Yeah. They don't know, they don't know where to start. And that comes with sometimes like coming from the home of, you know, families not teaching their kids about money. Like, how can you like, like, you know, how can your parents have perfect credit, but then your kids have messed up credit? Like, you know, like it, it, it's, it's something, it's a, it's a, it's a dysfunction within itself because, you know, families sometimes don't talk about it, you know, like we're, yeah, we're, most you know, times, you know, like it's literally, that's the discourage. So it's not to downplay you know, anybody, you know, I was taught like, you know, like literally I was taught certain things and I wasn't taught certain things. So um, that's, I mean, that's a big question within itself because I definitely need to tie in and I'm, I'm, I'm basically enhancing my business plan as we speak, but that's where Shana Mission will be within the next five years brand. Um, I love it. <laughs> and everything. So um, as we close, thank you again for the shade suggestions. Um, really, I love that first one. You flipped it. You really flipped it. I'm like, oh, she about to ask again. No, but she flipped the watch. She didn't say, she said why. She, she didn't say, um, she said why is Shannon Mission. So, you know, I like, I like that because I mean, it really, it didn't say what is Shannon Mission or anything. It just really like why. So I love the, that key component. So overall, as we conclude, Deetra, can you tell the world whoever listens to the podcast, how they can get connected with you, what you got coming up, because this podcast will be dropping during the Mental Health Awareness Month in 2022. So, yeah. So first I want to say thank you for the invitation. Um, I really enjoyed our conversation on the podcast. And so um, this is really good. Um, I think in regards to, and not really I think, but in regards to connecting with me, you all can find me at trueheartspeaks.com, which is my name, trueheartspeaks. Um, that's T-R-U-E-H-E-A-R-T-S-P-E-A-K-S.com. And if you scroll down just a little bit, um, I have a free giveaway, which is three ways to get out of your own way today. It's about 15, maybe 15 minute um, little mini masterclass. It's an audio download. You can also follow me on Instagram, Facebook, um, Clubhouse at True Heart Speaks. And then you can also follow me at LinkedIn and YouTube under my name, Deetra Trueheart. And so I'd love to be able to be connected with you and um, just to, you know, teach and equip you and help you get out of your own way and really to step into the space that God has called you to step into um, fully and authentically. Um, I'd love to be able to walk this journey with you and helping you to stretch your faith. Um, and more importantly, um, even men, right, but women specifically, my goal really is also to help you to make sure that while you have this plate full of things that you are on the, not only on the plate, but at the top of the plate. Mm. Um, I have a couple of uh, ways that you can connect with me and work with me. And so I have a free Facebook group for women called the I Speak Life Society. And so I um, am sporadically in there sharing motivational things, empowerment things, questions to help you get out of your own way. Um, and so you can find that at hashtag I Speak Life Society on Facebook. And then I also have um, a program coming up in May this month um, that you may want to be a part of. It is my four-week 
masterclass series called Push Into Purpose. And so we spend four weeks helping you to um, press past your fears, um, get unstuck, stay in your own lane and heal so that you can help. And I will say that this past cohort that we just finished was a powerful um, cohort where some people really had some major breakthroughs around showing up in a way that God really wants them to show up. And then sometimes we don't even know um, that we are really the very thing that is holding us back. And sometimes we need to be positioned and to really dig deep and to figure out exactly what it is that is causing us um, to, to not only stay stuck, but to be in a space where we don't take the action that we need to take action in. And so I'd love for you to be a part of that. You can get more information at trueheartspeaks.com forward slash um, PN, that's the letter N, the number two, the letter P, PN2P, um, trueheartspeaks.com forward slash PN2P. And then also I do provide one-on-one -on -one coaching. And so if anything that I have shared is like, wow, like I really want to be connected with her. Um, I do have a 90 day coaching program that I offer. I take four women, um, four private clients every single quarter. And so I still have room at the time of this recording. <laughs> and so you can get more information at trueheartspeaks.as.me forward slash get unstuck, schedule a get acquainted session. Um, it's 30 minutes. And basically, I get a chance to learn a little bit more about you, where you are, where you want to be, and how we can close the gap. So that's a little bit about me and how we can stay connected. And I look forward to seeing you guys somewhere in social media world. <laughs> yes, indeed. So when we drop this podcast, everybody tune in. I'm definitely going to let teacher know um, when she does. She already knows the date um, and we're going to reiterate. So uh, continue on supporting this podcast because um, I'm on a mission and I'm really giving really memento moments that are impactful to empower other people's lives. So um, thank you again, Deetra. And this is this is the ending of another successful podcast episode. Thank you, everybody.